Now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hello, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Scott Westby. And I'm Matt Waterworth. We are Full Swing Productions, and every week we bring you news, tips, and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. So what's going on, Matt? Yeah, uh, we uh, we've got a new uh, a new website kind yeah. of, or just updated the existing website. Yeah, we had a website. It was called uh, abfilmcast.ca, <laughs> and it had Spencer's episode yep. up yep. for a very long time. Yep. But now we have all the episodes. That's up. right. So uh, we finally have a working website. Um, thanks to Briar. Many for, thanks to Briar for yes. building that. Um, um, so yeah, you can check out that'll that'll become kind of a one stop shop for the podcast moving forward. Um, it'll be updated later in the week, uh, every week, and you'll be able to find the show notes and uh, the SoundCloud. Uh, embedded right into the website and then the the photo of the interviewee so you can kind yeah. of see what they look like as yeah and it's and it's definitely a good place to if you're if you're listening like embedded on facebook or or, or twitter maybe it's, a, it's maybe your best place to find the the links uh to all the stuff that we talk about definitely so um yeah keep an eye on there and uh you can check it out uh, at abfilmcast.ca so let's jump right into industry news. Yeah, the teaser trailer for Winona Earp is out, which is cool. Um, the show's still shooting, so they're moving right along. Um, and uh, yeah, it's on IGN. Uh, it looks pretty fun. It's going to be airing on Sci-Fi. And... Yeah, it looks like a pretty serious Sci-Fi yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. a it's a show that clearly knows what it is and it knows who its audience is. And uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. So check out the teaser trailer and share it and uh, spread the Alberta love. For sure. Yeah, that is on, uh, of course, in the show notes. Uh, last week, some big news for the Forty Below and Falling team. Um, they won a Lumiere Award. Yeah, this for, is insane. This, this is huge. amazing. Yeah, for the three D feature jury prize. Uh, it's a major Hollywood tech award. Uh, the award celebrates advancements and innovation in digital cinema. Previous recipients you might have heard of, such as James Cameron and Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. I don't know who that is. That's Martin Scorsese. Some nobody. Someone else. Anyway. <laughs> um, but we were seeing photos of Dylan hanging out with uh, the guy who did the 3D for Star Wars yeah. last week. So yeah. uh, it's it's a, just a massive event and uh, a huge award and, and such an amazing achievement. So congrats to uh, Dylan and Andy and uh, all the team, uh, the 40 Below and Falling team on uh, this achievement. For sure. And our, our podcast with Dylan, he, he kind of talks about how they had to reinvent 3D for how they were doing it. And he kind of downplays it, but nobody's done it this way before. So I think that's yeah, it's true. partially why this award was, was sent their way. And it was, so I think they, they had a 2d budget yeah. and they were like, we yeah. want to do it 3d anyway. So <laughs> they had to figure out how the hell to shoot a 3d movie with a, yeah, pretty amazing. I don't know how they did it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, more news for, uh, the tech side of the industry. Uh, William F. Whites, who has always been the, the go-to for everything from lights to, to, generators to trailers and, and everything in between uh, got out of the camera renting business in 2005 uh, but they're actually going to be uh, picking that side of the business back up in may uh, with a full rollout of a camera department in uh, mid of mid 2016 so um, it's going to make them even more of a one-stop shop for the film and television industry which is really awesome. good, yeah, good news great. yeah cool uh, and so, you can see uh, an article about that on uh, in the show notes as well yeah for sure so who's on the podcast today matt 
it's Taylor Ross. Oh, Taylor Ross. Do you know Taylor? I do know Taylor. Well, some some folks may not, but she is the uh, executive director of NUTV at uh, at the University of Calgary. And what is that? What is NUTV? Well, th- that's what we're about to discover. You and I were both uh, shamefully unaware of of some of the uh, the amazing things that NUTV does all all the time, every day. Um, and you know, we we talk about it a little bit on the show, but. I mean, if you're if you're interested in maybe s- skipping film school uh, and and think you can maybe put together your own education, uh, NUTV is is definitely a place to go. You don't have to be a student at at uh, the University of Calgary. Um, you can just become a member and and have access to what what they do and their gear and get involved with with their work and combine that with some other uh, great you know online resources and you could really do put together a, a really strong kind of self-directed education totally. for a couple of years so we, we should we'll talk more about that in another podcast but definitely uh, and i think i think you and i both knew that in utv existed and of course yes. you see it's unavoidable seeing some of their work going on and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of catching them in your periphery but uh finally getting able to focus on it and really discover what it is and how it operates and what an amazing resource it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to be seeing more of them they, they, as they expand into, into um, uh, YouTube. And um, yeah, they're, they're an, an, an awesome resource in Calgary that is, I believe, underutilized. Or maybe I'm the only one who didn't know about it. But anyway, Taylor's awesome. She's on the board of the CSIF with us. And she is a graduate of both the UFC and SATE and has worked at... Um, corkscrew media and kind of been mentored by veteran of the industry michelle wong um and now she uh, kind of runs the show over at nutv and she fills us in on all the details about uh, nutv we have taylor ross with us today thanks for joining us thanks for having me and i just i guess i want to start start things off uh, just learning about who you are um one title you have is executive director of new tv which is awesome but starting with kind of your personal journey into the into the film industry here in alberta how did that all start um well if we go like right back to the beginning i guess if you really want the whole story i thought i wanted to be an actor oh okay so i started a bachelor of fine arts there we go it's a very common beginning <laughs> yeah, I think point it is for common, us all yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> So I started my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Drama, and I hated it, and I realized actors don't really have a lot of power in this whole, um, in, in anything, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until you get to, like, you know, where you have so much money, you can then choose whatever projects you want to make. Sure. But, you know. Where at? Was this U of U of C? C? Yeah. Um, so I added a minor to my degree to enjoy it more in African studies, and then... I was on exchange and then I panicked that I was going to graduate and what the heck was I going to do? And I heard that SAIT had a good film and video program and I knew what I really wanted to be in was film and television because in university I found these freaks and geeks at NUTV who were very (laughs) welcoming and, um, you know, I hadn't found that elsewhere. So I panicked and I applied to SAIT and I got in and so I started at SAIT. And then I did a practicum with one of the previous executors, executive directors of NUTV named Michelle Wong oh, at Corkscrew cool. Media. Oh, great. Okay. I worked there for a few years and then wow. the opportunity at came up at NUTV to job share with Dominic Keller, who's also in this film and television world. Um, and then I took it. And Slow so down. here whoa, I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Corkscrew. What, what did you do there? I was an associate producer. All right. What does that mean? 
<laughs> that means <laughs> I, I worked on different, I worked different roles on different projects. It, it's just dependent on what they did. And I assisted Michelle a lot in business affairs side of things too. Okay, cool. Wow, right on. I know that's pretty well-rounded background. Yeah, no kidding. That's, um, it, it's quite the jump to make from acting to producing. Um, because I feel like a lot of people who get into acting, and I'm I'm one of them too. As a kid, I was I was an actor. What uh, it's such a creative thing, and then producing is the paperwork and and the business side of it. Was that a tough transition for you? Or did that feel natural or? No, like eventually, when you're a producer, eventually you can have some creative control, or if you grow your pockets then you can have creative control in the sense of like this is a really compelling story and i want Mm -hmm. it to be made and i want other people to see it yeah and i think that's the reward in producing Mm -hmm. over acting yeah i i I saw an interview with james mcavoy yesterday and he said the only power over your career as as an actor that you have is saying no Mm. it's really the only thing you can do because once you're in a film they'll take your image and do whatever they want with it and you're not really creating your own projects if you're focused on acting. So yeah, that was kind of an interesting um, eye-opening thing for me to hear, but it's totally true. So yeah, I think as a producer, having that control over your own career is awesome and, and freeing. Um, great, so so you call it NUTV and, and Matt called it New TV, which is right. what I also call it. So set the record straight. How do you say the organization's name? You can say it either, <laughs> either way. way. Okay. Either way. We won't be offended. Okay. We're, nice. we're trying to kind of um, just go by NUTV or NUTV and not by the acronym that it stands for. What does it stand so, for? New University Television Society. Oh. Cool. And what is it? It's the TV station at the UFC. Okay. Yeah. So how, how big is the group and, and, and what are the people that are there like what are they made up of are they students and, and um well nutv is open to everybody and anybody in the community so we but generally it tends to be a lot of students um because we are on campus so i i think right now we probably have like i don't know around 200 members and not all of them are super active but a variety in between there and then we have uh one other full-time staff two other co-op students that work full-time um, two part-time students and wow. kind of some honorarium opportunities sure. in between. And what are the facilities like? Uh, we have a really great space. We're lucky on campus that we have a great space in Mac Hall. If you might know our brothers and sisters at CGSW a little bit better than <laughs> us, um, they're right next door to us, but we have this great studio space. It's kind of wide open. It's a bit um, narrow, but we make do. We've kind of made a lot of... Um, adjustments to the studio space with built-in lighting and curtains and different set pieces that can be brought in um, with all of our offices at the back, a couple edit suites. Well, right on. Wow. A, yeah. A I've brain. never been, but it sounds like a great, a well, great facility. You should stop by sometime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what is the, what is the reach? Like where does the, the content that gets created there? Is there a, is there like a, an on-campus channel kind of thing that happens? Is that... Uh, we actually have a closed circuit network right. in Mac Hall. So there's 20 screens in total um, that we work with the Students' Union on, but 10 are ours, and we program the content solely cool. on those screens. Um, so some of our content goes on there. We're not allowed volume, so we right. also have one of our part-time students is the one who captions wow. all of our content wow. um, to put it up there so that people can smart. Yeah. read it while they eat yeah. their lunch. <laughs> um, and then it also goes to a half-hour version of our kind of live show that we do, goes out to shop cable oh, so wow. for channel 10 and then we put a lot of our content on youtube cool and when when exactly can you watch the shop broadcast 
That's a very good question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At random times oh, I see, I see. that your mother or grandmother might know. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so there's, it's just whenever Shaw feels like it. Yeah. All right. Um, so, I mean, what? Did, tell me more about like what, what are some of the the actual? I, I know there are some ongoing shows other than the live show. Um, what are, what's some of the content like? Um, well, one of our values is killer content. So hopefully some of it is amusing or entertaining or enlightening in some way. But um, we kind of try different things to see what's working and what's resonating with students on campus or just in general. Um, so one is kind of like a, a vlog style show where one of our students kind of, his name is Hater, and somebody was like, oh, Hater's going to hate. And then we were all like, <laughs> let's try it um so he kind of hates on things um, <laughs> in a very ingest way right. i think our last one might be offensive to some children in different places it's about hoverboards so you can check that oh out. nice right nice. um there's also kind of a a pinterest diy crafting competition show called nailed it cool um so we get two people to kind of compete in making a craft and we take it to the students and see who nailed it i like that i love competition shows <laughs> yes <laughs> that's it's, great it's fun so um that's kind of a yeah our competition show what else have we got we kind of sometimes are reaching out to alumni to see what advice they have for students and i know i'm missing one the group mm. this is our kind of uh fictional drama right i'd call it a dramedy this one maybe um right. you know a lot of our members are interested in working in film and tv and they really want to um learn kind of the fiction side of things so this is kind of their avenue to do that and the group is about a group project and the ins and outs of working on a university project oh nice that's great mm -hmm. and the drama that undoubtedly ensues from that yes that's awesome mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just on the website right now. Um, so, so, what would be the process of getting a show going with NUTV? Um, well, anybody can join NUTV, and even if you just want to kind of check it out, we have production meetings on Monday nights. Oh, it's not just PM. students. Nope. Oh, okay. Cool. Not just students. We wow. have it. Yeah, we have our production meetings at six p.m. kind of to open it up to everybody. Um, so, if you you know have a day job, you can show up. Right um, but we kind of just talk about ideas then and what we're working on and if there's any any content that we need for our live show or any content that we're looking to get help out with. And um, so, yeah, people can just pitch us what, what their ideas are and we can see how it would work and if they want to if they want to do it with any TV or right. if, if they can just learn and through our workshops and stuff and then they'll do it on their own kind of thing. But yeah. How does that process work though? Who decides, how does the pitch go? And then who decides? Well, we're, we're kind of refining our pitch process. Um, kind of, we do a strategic planning kind of session every year and we talk a lot about content then. Um, so kind of a lot of, a lot of the ideas that we try and go forward spring from there, but, um, we kind of, it's an ad hoc basis right now. Okay. And Tyler Fraser, our producer program director kind of spearheads a lot of the content that way. Sweet. And we have like a writer's room. Oh, cool. Um, every week. Um, that's daytime hours, but yeah, people can come to that and kind of workshop their ideas there too. That's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. What a great resource. Um, no doubt. Yeah. Cause we often talk about like, oh, you should try to go to SAIT if you can. And, um, uh, I think that SAIT's hugely oversubscribed and mm -hmm. there's like 30 students that get in out of hundreds and hundreds that apply. Um, so 
but this is great to have this kind of resource that if you as a volunteer no experience required you can kind of come and learn a lot of that technical stuff um and learn by doing how many how many of your kind of working body would you say are kind of new filmmakers and how many are still kind of like growing or emerging and like what would you say is that kind of balance there because obviously you're you're pretty established and, and experienced and are you the the senior there or how does that look <laughs> um I'm senior there by virtue of them calling me mom sometimes, <laughs> I enough. guess, but um, and that I tend to be a little bit older than the average um, person at NUTV. But like, yeah, some are university students, some are people just from the community that kind of want to find their way in and get sure. a few more skills and experience. And then, yeah, a lot of them come to us with um, no experience at right. all. And a lot of them are like film students at the UFC, but that's not um, a practical no, yeah. program. It's a film theory program. So it's kind of a nice compliment for them to be able to come to NUTV and try and put some of those theories to the test. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about, like, I'm, I'm feeling stupid now that we haven't, we never really share any news from your organization because I, I guess we don't, we don't have a, is there a newsletter that, that goes out? Uh, we do have a newsletter that okay. goes we gotta out. We got to get on that. Well, yeah. well we, I can add you now that I have your permission to. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Castle. Castle, yeah. thanks. Um, and we do have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right. YouTube. Cool. We have a lot of social media. We try and put a lot of information out that way. And we are redoing our website. So our website should kind of have a, a bit more information right now. It's a little bare in terms of some of that stuff. But yeah, so cool, that cool. will have some more stuff in that too. So I'm, I'm on the, the join page right now, mm-hmm. utv.ca slash want to make TV, which is awesome. Huh. Um, and membership fees are insanely cheap. Like this is cheaper than CSIF even. Um, we've kept them the same pretty much since... I have been around in UTV, so I don't even want to say it, but like around 10 or 11 years, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. I think it's probably been like that for quite a while. Um, we don't really have a desire to yeah. increase those, so we try so, to keep them there. I mean, if we're, if I'm looking at this, and students pay $10, and this is per year? Yeah. Alumni pay 15 and members of the community, so Matt and I would pay 30 bucks a year, which is amazing. How do you, How do you... Where does your funding come from? Is it university yeah. funded or? Um, we are funded by a student levy for okay. the most part. Oh, so, okay. um, so all university students pay, I think, depending on whether they're full-time or part-time, about four twenty-five or four seventy-five. Um, four dollars and yeah. twenty-five cents. <laughs> Just to clarify, <laughs> not like four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh my god! I'd be like we're buying new gear yeah. right now. Um, but. Uh, yeah, with their tuition, and then it um, gets divvied out to the different tri-media organizations because there's we're kind of there's the Gauntlet, which is the newspaper, and then CJSW and us mm-hmm. um, at the UFC. So I think UFC is a bit unique in that regard that they have um, kind of all three medias yeah hmm. um that you can get involved in there but yeah um so that's how we're mainly funded. We also do casino, so AGLC licensing, um, getting some money that way and then a lot of granting we try and right. go out there and get to supplement where we need to so is that you that puts those grants together for the most part yes yeah. for the most part i like to get the staff involved you know so yeah. they can feel like they had a hand in, in getting <laughs> the money and also it helps a lot to have more than one person doing it so what, what are your kind of top tips for writing a grant my top tips for yeah. writing a grant? And I know it's different if you're writing for an organization than you are for an individual, but what would you say? Uh, I, I ask for help. <laughs> mm, mm. Ask for help yeah. and, um, you know, keep 
asking for feedback on grants that you have submitted to if you can ask for it beforehand great i know a lot of us are time crunched and don't usually get around to that but a lot you can ask for kind of some feedback after depending on who the grantor is um and just kind of keep keep trying because you never know mm-hmm. yeah yeah keep trying is so important um anyway it's funny because we had olaf on um for the last two episodes and he was he's pretty jaded about grants yeah she went on a bit of a rant about how shitty they are and uh, how he doesn't (laughs) do them anymore which is not an uncommon no yeah sentiment for Mm -hmm. sure but uh, oh yeah no i definitely have closed my office door and cried but (laughs) it's easy to get discouraged for um, sure yeah yeah, but you just kind of have to keep and you know i'm really passionate about any tv and i'm sure Olaf is passionate about his work and you just kind of that's where that frustration i think can come from more than anything yeah um but how can you convey that passion to people who have no idea who you are, what you do, or that kind of thing is probably yeah, going to... And they're just going through dozens and dozens of applications mm-hmm. all at once, right? So how do you stand out? And we, Yeah, and we talk, about, we talk about it all the time, about earning your nose and that it's, that it's part of the process. And I just read a quote recently that um, was so appropriate, and I forget who t- I, I should attribute it to, but it goes, um, <clears throat> if you can... If you can take rejection and move on, you know, with absolutely as little, you know, effect as possible, you become invincible in life in general. That's pretty powerful. Um, so what about the gear? Uh, can you can you go into that a little bit? Like, if, so if you're a member, what what's the access to the gear like? Um, we they can access the gear anytime if they just want to practice on stuff. Um, generally, it's mainly for NUTV purposes, but you know, there's a lot we'll approve for them to do, content-wise. You know, we're always looking for short bumpers for the live show, lots of different kind of things. So if there's an avenue, we can kind of get people going, and we're happy to do that. Um, but yes, yeah, so they we have an equipment booking. They just kind of sign it out. They have to have training on the gear they want access to with us first. Right. But um, but we offer kind of we have a wide variety of workshops, and we try and offer at least one of the at one in each category every semester. So no matter when you join, you can kind of pinpoint what it is you want to do most and start there. Cool. Mm-hmm. And what? How often are the workshops li- uh, available? What are they like? Um, well, we have a camera workshop. Um, we used to have a technical director, and we don't anymore. We just kind of hire um, people who are working in the industry to come in and teach. That's cool. So that's kind of another networking kind of thing we try, and also learning in a group so that they can um, meet other people who are interested in what they're doing. In because that's another thing you know you learn from SAIT is you know yeah you learn some stuff but you also meet people there yeah that's um, what we say is what we got most out of state was was a network of 30 people that you're all graduating with at the same time yeah. that you're entering the industry with that you can kind of shanghai into doing your project for free and you can <laughs> kind of volunteer on their stuff and Good choice of grow yeah. together yeah so nutv is similar in that regard and also then you'll find people with like really wide backgrounds i mean we right. have some engineering students that are there science right. students and so maybe they have different skills or assets that you can um use and abuse as well <laughs> god um, we really need to work on, our <laughs> on how we phrase all this stuff yeah um but you know collaborate collaborate with, uh, yes. now we're talking um on on different projects but yeah so we have camera we have editing we have sound so and in those i mean we don't really have an advanced camera workshop yet but we do have an advanced editing workshop we do have uh 
location sound and live sound because we do a live show. Oh, right. Um, and then we do have kind of a story workshop. We call it story instead of writing. And then one's writing and one's kind of the producing side of like, okay, you have a script. What are you going to do with it now? Um, so, and we also have a social media workshop with our communications team. Oh, wow. so this is amazing. They, Smart. They can kind of, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of filmmakers now have to market everything they do. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's such a, a new core skill that uh, we're doubt, all yeah. kind of learning at the same time. For sure. Yeah. So how many, how many people usually attend a workshop, would you say? Um, well, we limit it depending on gear usually. Okay. So editing, we have about five or six laptops. So that's about how many people can get through in one time. Um, camera is a little smaller. We only have three cameras that we are currently in use we have two really old dv cams if uh, if anybody knows what to do with those <laughs> i need to know what to do with those um so share that information with me please um but three cameras that we currently use so we train three people at a time so that way they get really hands-on with it and um can do a training tape right away and get going um story social media those kind of workshops we open it up a little bit bigger yeah of course right is the is the live show does it have like studio cameras and a switcher and is that uh, we don't have like studio cameras per sure. se we have just the three cameras that we use oh, okay. but we do so have you... a switcher we do have a fancy tricaster mm. in our oh, kind cool. of what we call the brain and uh, you know a, a sound mixing board and that kind of stuff too so That's yeah if people want the live experience we, hmm. we have that once a month kind of thing interesting mm. Mm-hmm. If I, if when I was in high school, I, I made a video for pretty much every project that my teachers would allow. And I imagine that if I didn't go to film school, it would have been the same for me in post-secondary. So do you have students that are coming to take out the gear, do a project for another course or to like do something for homework? Or is it mostly just creative kind of? Um, I think a lot of our members are doing that for their own classes. Sometimes people come by and ask us um, like, Gear-wise, we don't have enough gear to go around, per se. So um, not every student who walks in the door can access gear yet. Right. I, I have a grant in, and we'll see what <laughs> happens. Um, because that would be great if we could provide more students. Because video video is like out there everywhere. I just read an article that Spotify is getting into video. And oh. it's, it's one of these things that is more and more the medium instead mm-hmm. of a yeah, medium. Um, so that is growing. So... Yeah, we just definitely try and offer that. So, mm-hmm. or we'll offer feedback anytime if somebody wants to sit down and say, "How do I do this?" We'll, we're open door to everybody, kind of who comes in um, about as far as our knowledge knowledge mm-hmm. base exists. But I don't think I've answered your question at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, the answer in well, university. I mean, if, if I'm I listening to this and I and I have a homework assignment and I kind of was thinking about doing a video, is NUTV the place to go, or should I just shoot it on my iPhone? Well, you might want to come to us for some advice sure. on how to use your iPhone. Right, <laughs> fair <it>. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. That's but the one. content that the gear is used for has to go in the in the new TV world, right? It usually goes in the new right. TV okay. world, right. yeah. I mean, unless you're a really advanced new TV member, then then we can talk about kind right. of that, that in exchange for your service to the organization mm. kind of thing. Yeah, we do kind of have, we keep try and keep track of hours right. so i encourage all my members to log their hours and then we kind of have some perks mm-hmm. once they get up to a certain amount of hours at the station cool so where can i find out about these workshops is that on the website somewhere or um, the workshops? so if you join and there's a like a my volunteer page that you get. oh i so see this on okay. the, yeah, my volunteer page uh we uh, you can kind of see opportunities for training and workshops so I think we have a lot coming up. We also like have IATSE 212 in, so you can do your set etiquette and protocol with oh, us. Oh, what? Um, Dude. 
Yeah, no, we <laughs> dropped the ball on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we fucked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. So we, you know, we, we're always kind of expanding, and we usually try an, indus- an industry networking night um, in the winter semester. So um, hopefully, we'll have that coming up. Um, you know, I since I've been at the station, we kind of try and do a lot of different different things, and and some are the more casual things, like the writers' rooms every week, and Tyler runs it. And yeah. if people show up, great, and if people don't, well, and Tyler works on his writing. <laughs> um, and then I've just started this semester, actually, kind of doing Taylor talks. I didn't name that. Just, I, I let the comm students know right. That. They wanted at least it. they didn't yeah. call it mom talk. <laughs> I don't think anybody would come to that mom talk because nobody listens to mom. And right. then I was like, okay, how can you know? I I repeat myself. All the time how can people actually like listen to me and, right. and like digest some of this information um and just know that like yeah i'm the executive director at any tv and they see me pushing paper a lot and i'm talking about the mission and our values mm-hmm. and whatever but that i also am in the world beyond the station <laughs> um and try and kind of talk about some of the other things too so every thursday kind of set 3 p.m i mean i last talked about resumes because Film resumes can be a bit different than your traditional resume. Mm-hmm. And we also have summer jobs at a new TV and things like that. And I see a right. lot of applications come through. And I'm like, um, we can use some guidance here. Um, yeah. So I kind of talk about things things beyond or that are a bit not necessarily about making TV. Right, kind of the soft skills around the hard skills kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, hmm. Yeah. Cool. so we're always expanding. And we, we try and have different workshops based on demand as well yeah. and based on kind of okay, we need to do a live show. Well, we have to have a switcher workshop so people know how to use it. Right, mm-hmm. fair um, enough. So that's another workshop we have kind yeah. of thing. So how long do you find that um, members stay with NUTV? Do you find that they that it, there's a turnover of about four years or? There, there can be cycles of that, yeah. yeah. And there, there's a lot of people doing the two and two. So a lot of my kids, and if they call me mom, I can call them kids. Right. Um, <laughs> a lot of my kids are at SAIT right now, kind of doing the SAIT side of their two and two degree with oh, the yeah. UFC. Right. So, I, so I was like, don't go, don't <laughs> leave me. But um, yeah, so even both in first and second year right now, some are at SAIT. Um, yeah, and then Just a seat train right away. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really close really close i'm always like trying to encourage them to come to us too right like right. current state students come to us come practice and meet other people that are interested mm-hmm. and try out those ideas you know if you pitched your script and it didn't get picked come pitch it to us yeah, yeah. see what happens that's a great idea yeah and it's so interesting too because i remember being at sate and and the, the kind of general attitude about the ufc was like oh well that's just film theory they're not actually doing anything there they're all just kind of got their nose in their books and Mm. um this is where we actually make stuff so it's interesting to know that that there is an organization just down the train line where they are doing it and there are students who are at the exact same level that you are they're learning as well that will be entering the industry at the same time as you so yeah that's cool yeah that's great I we're a hidden gem, I mm-hmm. like to say, mm-hmm. but I, I like to say I'd like us to become just a gem, just a regular yeah. old, <laughs> just a gem, good old gem, yeah. That's awesome. And so, what uh, you were talking a little bit about uh, volunteer hours and things like that. What are what are something that what is something that uh, people who are interested in getting involved can do for the organization? Um, well, they can you know write some of our scripts for the live show. We're always looking for you know questions, guests being pre-interviewed, and kind of setting that up. Um, help setting up the live show and help managing the talent that are on the show and help, you know, welcoming people in the doors and showing them where they can sit and 
um, you know, making content to all of that counts towards okay. their hours in nice. terms of service. You know, we have a welcome desk now, which because our space is kind of vacuous because all our offices are the right right at the back and i was right. like this can be intimidating yeah. you just don't know and you walk in and there's nobody there For so sure. you know if um, members want to kind of sit there and welcome people as they come in that's something they can do so what is the live show the live show is called studio 315 named after our address which is 315 mackle um but it it's kind of like a variety show. We always have a live music guest. We have different um, guests. We try and get UFC people, but or people that will appeal to UFC. Um, and it's hosted by Ali, who is currently a first year state film and video student. Oh, cool. Ali Froggett, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. And yeah. a loose mooser. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and she's very funny. How do you know so, so much? You've seen her at loose mooser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that happens once a month. People can come by. It's about it's about an hour of of killer content. Right on. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, right. But it's a live show, so it's kind of experience that live kind of atmosphere of a how live television can happen yeah. sometimes, and it's that's kind of unique in its own right. And then yeah, some of those vi- some of the videos get uploaded to YouTube, and some go out to Shaw. So sure. if you miss it, you can catch it there. But um, but yeah, we love to have people in our in our studio. It is a limited audience, so you have to get there early to get your right. one of thirty-five seats. But <laughs> <laughs> does it does it fill up? Um, we try and fill it up. Yeah, yeah. right on. That's so cool. um, we're getting there to have a more consistent audience. But yeah, the more the merrier. Um, mm-hmm. Cool for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of our live show. It's kind of variety. Kind of there's a monologue. There's and when you, oh really live guests. And when you say it's a live show, like is it being broadcast to the school live? Um, we used to live stream it. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Um, we don't anymore hmm. because it's there was so many focuses on like okay the audience experience versus the live stream experience versus like what we're sending to Sean actually editing down. Right. Um, so when you're live streaming, you can't. Uh, have control over (laughs) what goes out for sure um but you know just to kind of streamline it for students that are learning it makes it a bit easier to to just focus on okay we want to make the recording of it great and Mm. we want to make the audience have a great experience right and then the rest goes out afterwards yeah so it's it's a live to tape live to tape for being official about gotcha Uh, but there's like there's musical acts and there's an audience yeah Yeah, there's musical acts we had a lot of different bands i was like listening to the cbc opener this morning they're like talking about this beer and music festival and they're like windigo 36 this band this band i'm like oh we've had them on we've had them on wow amazing nice (laughs) so um so yeah it's a nice kind of intimate show you get with some local artists for sure lovely so um so taylor as a person Mm -hmm. what is what is the goal are you trying to are you trying to get somewhere are you happy where you are what do you where do you see yourself in five years when you grow up what are you going to be when i grow up what i want to be what i want to do is more you know more producing um by virtue of that i might do some more writing so that i have something that i'm interested in producing Mm. um yeah i mean we all have our hands in different different pots i think too right because i sit on a board and then i also freelance and work with the international film festival um so so yeah, I just mm-hmm. just more of being in the film and television industry for Actually sure. Creating the content kind of stuff. Yeah, doing yeah. doing more creating and yeah, I mean it's definitely rewarding when you see your members kind of getting some experience or getting their films into festivals and really going out there and getting on different sets and learning more and and kind of being that next generation mm-hmm. of of people who are passionate about film and television. 
So that, that's a great, that's the biggest reward of being at NUTV, I would say, is kind of the members and what yeah. they bring and, cool. and seeing them grow. So so uh, what do you do with the with the festival? Um, I have worked on their industry series for the past two years. Okay, So great. I was there, I was like the industry series coordinator two years ago and the industry manager this past festival. Right. That's kind of it's funny because it's really the last two years is the only time I've really been aware of the industry series. So, <laughs> what is it? Um, well, the industry series is kind of just different programming with filmmakers and or programming for visiting filmmakers. So, you know, we kind of we've kind of had networking events, so a brunch where the visiting filmmakers who have films in the festival can kind of meet, and local filmmakers can mm-hmm. kind of meet um, and network and eat some breakfast and have some drinks over breakfast because that's what film festivals are like <laughs> um and, and there's some, some amazing panel discussions too at yeah, these right we've had panel discussions we've you know last year we visited john scott's ranch so that's really neat for visiting filmmakers you know might, might encourage them to say oh wow this location is amazing yeah maybe i want to make my next movie right. here yeah, for yeah. Sure. um but just to kind of get a get a sense of being in calgary versus just kind of showing up showing your movie, seeing the inside of the theater and your right. hotel room kind of thing. So yeah. making that experience a bit more broad and getting local filmmakers out there and networking is, you know, really important too, right? Um, and how does one attend this industry series? You need an industry pass for it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not in charge of how sure. that works, but yeah, you just buy an industry pass yeah. and it's usually a pretty good deal and usually gives you access to the movies as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what cool. I've... That's one other thing I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and when is the festival? The film festival? Yeah. September? All right. Or Yeah, it's mid mid to late mid, September. Mid to late September. Yeah. I I have the dates of when the next one is. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll be we'll be keeping up with yeah. it as it goes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool. Um so let's talk about the the Alberta film industry. Mm-hmm. What where are we right now in your opinion as far as growth or how, how are we doing? Um that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I hope we're doing okay. I like to think that our dollar being so sucky is going to kind of help bring more people in the door. Um, and, and you know, yeah, that is service production, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, a lot of people can cut, cut their teeth on that stuff and stay here and Definitely, do yeah. more work. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, right? Like mm-hmm. the, there's a lot going on. There's indie productions. There's TV shows. You know, there's some films coming through. Um, this is the this is the busiest that I can remember the industry being. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It is quite Since I've started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of people doing lots of different things, which is which is great. You know, you want diversity and you want to grow. Um, here's you two and me sitting at your kitchen table doing this, and like yeah. that's important too. And so more people know about more of the resources and and you know, sharing the information. So, um, yeah, I think it's onwards and upwards mm-hmm. for, for the arts, hopefully. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said you're on the board of something. I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a hunch that something is the Calgary society of independent filmmakers. Do you have that hunch? Because you also sit on that board. <laughs> I do. I do. But you're, you're the first CSI board member that we've interviewed. Mm. Oh, um, cause Matt and I privilege. haven't interviewed each other. <laughs> so tell us about, about the CSIF. What is that? Uh, the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers, you know, um, is another organization that offers a lot of kind of workshops and programming, um, but more specifically towards celluloid filmmaking, not just filmmaking as a, 
as art, making, yeah. But so as a, film, like the a, word film. Yeah, yeah, the word film becomes very important in the Calgary Society of right. Independent Filmmakers. Yeah. And how are they doing? Well, you know, we're doing we're doing a lot. We're making some changes. Hopefully, we're going to grow a bit and mm. and get more out there. There's the hundred dollar film festival mm, coming up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that people can go to, or the hundred dollar club if they you know want to be part of that. It it kind of sounds a bit saucy to me. The hundred dollar club, <laughs> it's like the Mile High Club or something. Like, it sounds risque, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm that's why I'm doing it. it sounds like the Million Dollar Club, but <laughs> but cheap. <laughs> Closed so, door hundred dollar yeah. club. So if you want to support that festival, but yeah, no, I think hopefully hopefully things are going to be uh, good grow with, you know, with you, the industry as well you know what you said and maybe maybe i shouldn't spoil this but but when you you're talking about so many such a highly subscribed programs at, at state and not at all that any of these should be an afterthought or a second choice but if you're if you're coming off of maybe a rejection letter you could do a really powerful self-directed learning thing uh using new tv and utv csif um quick draw and media the internet the internet yeah, yeah. there's a yeah. lot of stuff you could you can do on your own without without school um i, I feel a blog post coming on like i feel i feel like a, a podcast episode coming on where yeah we just talk about that <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah let's do that yeah Sweet. there's so much people can do and like all, yeah, sure. all of our workshops once you pay your membership fee you get access to all of them um following the certain rules like you you volunteer twice and then you can take a workshop and then after that workshop you have to use those skills because if you don't use them right away sometimes you'll lose them yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um and then and then you can take another workshop and it's all just included as part of your membership Mm -hmm. fee so gives you access to quite quite a lot of resources amazing cool Mm -hmm. and the candy jar which i mean i need to get to costco because (laughs) we're running low Uh, what kind of candy is in the candy jar? Uh, all kinds. I mean, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah. I mean, there was like what the Brookside like. Oh, those like dark chocolate. Mm. Oh, those are delicious. Those are almost gone. M and M's went went really fast. <laughs> the peanuts like, or the no? Just I standard M and I try and stay away from oh, things okay. that are like allergies, allergies yeah, and stuff. I know yeah. it's kind of whatever, but yeah, no, just go with the plain M and M's, especially in and, a school environment. Yeah, and they <laughs> they went flying out the door, and I was like, oh my goodness, maybe I have to get like candy that people don't like as much right so how is it how is it delivered is it in like a jar or yeah, is there just in a jar at yeah. the front desk oh sweet and is it always this uh, one type of candy or is it are there multiple jars or is it a mixed bag well it depends <laughs> it depends on what's going around right <laughs> we, we do have netflix and chill packages too which, oh my god which consists of condoms with a with a little NUTV sticker that says practice safe netflix nice well, i love it that's, that's so awesome yeah. <laughs> Trying different recruitment techniques <laughs> Can we see that on Instagram right now? Is that it's on Instagram yeah, right now? Oh yeah. my god, amazing! Um, and what about so? When's the next live show? The next live show is February third at six p.m. All right, yeah. cool. So people can come by. Get we, over there, we, yeah. We'd love them to come by, yeah, and nice. they can come by for that or anytime. Sure. And the welcome desk has the candy jar. The welcome desk has the candy jar, and sometimes there's not always somebody at the welcome right. desk. Right, it's a volunteer. So thing. you know, sometimes yeah. you'll have more candy than other times depending on you know whether somebody's watching you and you feel guilty right right cool or you'll find me like leaving my office and like just getting into the candy jar (laughs) sweet so i'm I'm seeing some candy on this on this instagram profile but i'm definitely seeing these condoms these are (laughs) hilarious this is awesome so sorry follow follow new tv on instagram twitter instagram twitter subscribe to youtube mm-hmm. facebook mm-hmm. we have a facebook group so if you're more interested in production and the people that are making stuff the facebook group is oh, kind okay. of 
the avenue. Get involved a little bit. To yeah. get involved more on that side. Cool. And then the Facebook page is more of like, you know, what we're putting out there, promoting our content and, yeah. and other things that we find interesting. Great. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the website is? www.nutv.ca. And you can sign up for the newsletter there? You can, yes, on yeah, the contact page. do that. And um, we're redoing our website, so I'm super excited about that. Awesome. That One grant exciting. that we got. Yay! <laughs> So, uh, anything else we should go over or cover before before we wrap it up? I, I have a question about the studio space. So, yes. I mean, s- space is often an issue for mm-hmm. filmmakers in Calgary. So, what what does access to the NUTV space look like if I want to make a short film? Is that even in the wheelhouse? Is that something that I could? Um, 100%. We just have to talk about it in advance to know when you need it, um, kind of what rules there are for the space in terms of like safety stuff and um as long as something nutv isn't going on it's not usually an issue right yeah cool yeah wow great amazing mm-hmm. yeah that's that's another huge thing for sure studio space is hard to come by for sure yeah all righty well cool perfect thank you so much for being here yeah i think we'll, we'll be talking about nutv probably every episode from now <laughs> yeah, on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get the latest uh the latest newsletter so we can add it to the news on this episode yeah we actually have a video newsletter on our what? uh youtube page huh? awesome we well you know we thought i don't know that anybody's actually reading these emails so let's make <laughs> yeah. a video because totally. that's what we do smart, smart um yeah no our you know two of our other values are people so you know we really love people and community and building that up and mm-hmm. um learning which i also try and do all the time too um so yeah and killer content those three killer content those are our three values i like it um so yeah we like like to see everybody we like to play we like to have fun we're not you know gonna we're not cutting somebody open on the table so (laughs) we don't have to worry that you know people are dying by what we're doing (laughs) which i think would be very stressful that was a concern of mine that was mine too when i yeah um well, you know, it's, it's some, sometimes you can get a bit serious and really. I think, sure. I think if you're if you're coming into the industry, it's yeah, I, I've forgotten, but I remember when I first started how intimidating it is, walking into a studio space or being on a set or talking to someone, someone who's actually in the industry, a real filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, is scary as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's important to remind people that we're humans and we're friendly for the most yes, part we're and friendly and i'm uh, like i'm just a short girl i know you can't see this on the podcast but i'm i'm like short thing and tyler's really tall but so we balance each other out maybe right. but we're you know we may look intimidated but we're not we're not we're not i swear all right who does the video newsletter is it you uh no i have an engagement committee that did it and oh, okay. our communications co-op student did the video newsletter nice. she was like i'm a little awkward and whatever and it's like well gotta try it why not? Cool. So yeah, yeah. Lots of some on camera opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Content to produce. That's great. Because you know we all wanted to be actors. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You, you still this is where be. you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Taylor. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having Yay. me. Ready? Bye. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. What that a, was awesome. Yeah, she's such a nice, mm-hmm. a nice lady, and mm-hmm. uh, really genuine, and uh, is trying to do some actual good in the community. So. Thank you for coming on and uh, yeah. and chatting. And definitely, obviously, we, we've said it already, but check out uh, the website and all of that information and get more involved. Um, I'm sure they are willing and ready to have some more uh, people uh, producing and working with them. Totally. So before we get into the news you can use, let's talk about a specific actor who was here recently. Yes. Do you know which actor I'm referring to? On the podcast? He was not on the podcast. Oh. Someday. Someday. Uh, his name is Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm, yes. And uh, he is the... 
the person that Alberta is loving to hate mm-hmm. right now. Right. So if you haven't been following the story, um, you should really kind of check the news more often. <laughs> um, but also he uh, he's 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 telling the story about when he was here filming The Revenant last year, and uh, these crazy climate change winds blew in, and um, and he saw climate change in action because the the temperature went up something like ten or twenty degrees uh, Celsius uh, in a single day, and nobody on the crew knew anything about it, and and everyone was freaking out, and. Uh, He's telling the story everywhere because obviously Leo is a huge uh, climate change advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, and understandably, everyone in Alberta is kind of pissed off at him yeah. um, because they're like, hey, dude, haven't you ever heard of a Chinook? Um, this isn't climate change. Um, but I, I, I don't think I agree with with the, the haters. No? How do you feel about this, man? <laughs> I feel strongly about it. Uh, firstly, I grew up in Edmonton. Uh, we don't We don't have Chinooks in Edmonton. I didn't know what a Chinook was. I Chinook Mall, cool name. I had no idea that it was. Uh, you grew up not knowing what a Chinook was. Not knowing what a Chinook was. No. So if you're in uh, Edmonton or anywhere else, a in heat a, wave. Oh well, Chinooks are a, a natural phenomenon that right. occur only a few places in the world sure. where coastal winds come over the mountains mm-hmm. and warm up the cities on the other side. Right. Um, and Calgary is one of those few places where we are blessed with sudden uh, extreme winds and warm weather. So mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, it was 10 degrees in Calgary. But and here's the thing that happened in Edmonton too. Like last like, year, not just last year, all my life, huh. there, were, there would be super warm winter days. We wouldn't attribute it to anything. So how do we always know firstly that it's, that it's a Chinook? Well, you can tell, yeah, the clouds above the mountains, we call this Chinook arch. You okay. can see there's like a strong line where there are no clouds anymore. Okay. Okay. And that's as the wind is blowing in up over and they're pushing all the clouds away. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it is a real thing. Like mm-hmm. a Chinook is a real thing. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting it's no, not. No, of course, but I'm just saying weather fluctuations are also a real thing. Yeah, and of course. Then, well, of course. Yeah. It's not like it's always going to be exactly the same temperature if you don't have a Chinook right, all right. winter. Um, but so let's talk about how you feel about Leo and then how you feel about the industry's reaction. So, um, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I can't, I'm nothing but proud of, of what Leo says and does, um, when, especially when it comes to the, the environment, but also for indigenous rights and, um, the, the, the comments that he made, uh, are interesting i mean i mean maybe it was it probably was a chinook but i remember speaking with dylan uh, who was shooting his movie at the same time as as the revenant uh also desperately looking for snow because his movie is about a snowstorm uh and the revenant also trying to get snow so they were they were fighting each other for, for for snow uh so that's uh I, I mean, the reality is there just wasn't much snow uh, that year, and 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 the that year was also the the warmest on record, as was the year after, and uh, and and this is a real thing, and, and and I don't know why we're we're arguing about it. And the other thing that that bugs me about it is that is that the sun is attacking. You know what you and I have learned is is that really if you want to make a movie kind of north of five hundred thousand dollars or north of a million dollars you just have to have cast involved because it's simple math simple economics cast is what what sells a product it gets butts and seats exactly yeah uh so if you're if you're going to make uh bankable actors and bankable names not want to come and shoot in calgary or in alberta uh, that's really bad for me as a producer. That's really bad for this industry. Um, and I think it's really um, ignorant of them to um, 
attack someone like that who's shot here before and 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 maybe would shoot again uh and 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 now maybe won't and that that hurts an entire industry in alberta and that's uh, that's upsetting i think that's a good point um and i think that if you if you follow luke azevedo's comments they're a lot more diplomatic mm. um and it's really the approach that we should be taking where it's like just gentle education um, but also acknowledging that climate change is a serious issue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think to attack uh, let's let's pretend for argument's sake that it that it's just leo saying this false story that is not true and saying how we saw climate change in action and everyone's buying into it i i'm not completely upset that he has a good story to tell right right even though sure it's totally false evidence if, if you see it that way but I, I mean how long has there been inaction on this right forever obviously yeah. and i think that we need stories like this to to kick people in the ass mm-hmm. so i don't think that having a good story is is wholly uh, the wrong approach especially if he believes that it's true which is another another issue altogether because our our response to uh isis and our response to climate change are very different uh, and, and I bring this up just because right now all the Democratic candidates are, of course, facing questions like, as, as well as the Republican candidates, are facing questions like, what is the most uh, uh, dangerous thing or, or the most uh, frightening thing to the American people? What's threatening American lives the most uh, in the next 20 years? And a guy like Bernie Sanders and Martin O'Malley are saying climate change and they're right and i feel like that's a brave thing to say even though it's not at all it's it like we already see it happening climate change is taking lives on a massive scale um and isis is certainly terrifying and and certainly needs to be uh managed properly uh but in the long run like climate change is just going to take more and more lives on a much more massive scale and 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 steps need to be taken and it's just ridiculous that it's being fought I don't understand how yeah. anyone at this point is fighting that it's uh, that it's happening and 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 why we're making such a big deal. Sure, you can poke fun at, at Leo, it, make it. A, yeah, maybe make he it, didn't understand that yeah. it's a Chinook. Sure, go for it. Make it make a make, make some late night jokes. That's fine. That's that's all good. But like to drag it out and make it front page news and and really attack uh, is is such a mistake and just I think shows ignorance. And I think that. Um, the the correct response is not Leo. You're so stupid and you're wrong. It's uh, Leo. That was actually Chinook, but we agree with you. Climate change is a is a right. massively right. important and serious issue, and we For want sure. to talk about it as well. Um, so it just kind of shows maturity from an industry perspective. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the best part about this podcast is that right now you and I are agreeing with each other, and there's no one else in the room. <laughs> right. So it feels like we're right. right. This is true. Um, so yeah, we, feel feel free to let us know if you, yeah, if you disagree, disagree or, or disagree. Yeah. If you want to chat about it, we are uh, we're happy to uh, be proven wrong. Um, if you really believe that climate change is not an issue, then uh, we'd love to have you on. You bet. Hello at abfilmcast.ca. And uh, I should mention as well, if I didn't, just to clarify that the Revenant was shooting in the Calgary Banff area, I think, um, whereas 40 Below Falling was shooting in the Edmonton area. So obviously very different uh, parts of the province totally okay anyways we'll stop our rant let's get yeah. back into the news you can use uh, upcoming deadlines the new quarterly online publication called luma which is a joint venture between uh, the calgary society of independent filmmakers and m media launched in late 2015 uh, is still accepting submissions for their april issue luma accepts pitches and previously unpublished finished works that aim to expand critical dialogue about media art and film um, and their preference is of course placed on western canada um, because they're a western canada publication 
Submission formats can include, but are not limited to, critical essays, news, reviews, event previews, interviews, reflections, and photo or video essays. So it's pretty broad, um, and it's an online publication, so you can check them out. Um, selected contributors will be paid an honorarium of $100. So if you've got something that you want to write about, or if you have anything to contribute to this conversation, check them out at lumaquarterly.com. Uh, the next issue of Luma uh, is launching within the next week or so. So definitely be sure to check out lumaquarterly.com to read those articles um, and get a taste for what Luma is and uh, get your voice heard and start telling your stories there. Absolutely. Uh, the deadline to apply to SAIT Film and Videos production program uh, for the fall semester is coming up in two weeks, February 15th. It's your last chance to get in on the next intake. So uh, go ahead and apply there if you're interested. And uh, you can check out the link in our show notes for more information. Upcoming screenings. The 24th annual $100 Film Festival schedule was announced last week. The festival runs from February 25th to 27th at the Engineered Air Theater. Um, if you're not familiar with the $100 Film Festival, which I wasn't for uh, some time, um, it's Calgary's longest running film festival and one of the few in the world dedicated exclusively to independent and experimental film um, on Super 8 and 16 mil celluloid film. So uh, the name these days, the $100 Film Festival is a bit confusing, um, but when it started, the challenge was to make a film for less than a hundred bucks. Obviously that's changed. There are no rules regarding right. budget right now. Some people think it's you have to pay $100 for a ticket, um, but the $100 is really just uh, um, leftovers from uh, from times past. So it's still a good title. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I think I think it could be updated. I think right. it's it's a bit misleading, um, and I think it could be made a bit sexier. But that's my that's my marketing mm -hmm. voice coming out. <laughs> Speaking of the CSIF, uh, the applications for the CSIF Production Access Fund are now open. Um, these are funds available to filmmakers of all backgrounds who wish to express themselves creatively through film and video. There are four different streams within this fund. Uh, one is the Fish Fund, which is for short films. The, uh, the next is Cultural Equity Fund for minority artists. The Aboriginal Voices Stream for First Nations, Métis, and Inuit artists. And the LGBTQ for uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, two-spirited, and questioning. All applications are due March 1st. Uh, CSAF and Imagination are presenting their third annual mentorship program. So uh, emerging indigenous media artists living in Alberta, this is a chance to explore filmmaking through the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers workshops, equipment and facilities. Um, it's an opportunity to shoot and edit your ideas on film and see them on screen and in person at the 17th anniversary Imaginative Film and Media Arts Festival in Toronto from October 18th to 23rd. So it's a pretty great opportunity. Um, it offers access to CSAF's programs, their facilities, their equipment, um, and staff assistance as you make your own short film. So you can check out the link to that uh, in our show notes. And over at Fava, they're kicking off their Fava main course workshop on February 20th. Uh, it's similar to the video kitchen, if you remember, uh, which I think is the first, is the it's starting. It's the first starter, kinda, yeah. Yeah, so this is more the intermediate level uh, production class. And participants must have completed that Fava's video kitchen course. And then they can kind of step up to the main course where you'll build a basic knowledge of production and editing in order to take your craft to the next level. Um, and you'll get access to uh, gear and make a short film and go through pre-production and all that fun stuff um, and um, make a make a movie with, with uh, a bunch of great Fava guidance. So all the necessary Fava gear and rentals are included. And you can find out more information uh, at fava.ca and our uh, the link directly to that program is in our show notes as well. 
So we've been talking about Upstart Calgary for a few weeks, um, but Upstart has a program in Edmonton as well, and the Edmonton version is now kicking off. The course runs uh, on Monday nights from March 7th to May 9th, with a few holidays in there. Um, but auditions and interviews are this week, uh, February 7th and 8th. So if you're an actor or director in Edmonton, Google uh, Upstart Edmonton and sign up, or uh, of course, link in the show notes. M Media is holding a lighting fundamentals workshop on Saturday, February 20th. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in this course, Richard Cleveland walks you through video lighting start from start to finish, uh, teaching you how to control light effectively. And with those skills, you're going to be able to create some scenes that are flattering, more marketable, and more creative. And the course is $85, and it's does it's designed for beginner to intermediate level videographers and filmmakers who want to improve their knowledge uh, and uh, experience when it comes to lighting. So register by contacting Bryce at production at mmedia.ca or check out the link in the show notes. So what's shooting? Uh, same, same. We had a lot of indie shoots, uh, little short films kind of shooting this last weekend in the nice weather. Uh, the big productions remain Winona Earp, of course, and The Night Pond. Um, we were at the CSAF earlier this week and uh, Jason Therian, who's, who's working on The Night Pond, came in to grab some gear um, and he just looked <laughs> just haggard. It's hard work. making. It, yeah. And they're shooting at night uh, and they're <laughs> shooting on ponds and they're yes. shooting outdoors. Yeah. So uh, certainly a, a bit of a grind. Um, so so kudos to that whole crew uh, for carrying on. Indeed. Job calls. The Banff Center is hiring four interim practicum positions. Uh, one is called animation and design practicum, uh, audio post-production engineer practicum, audio engineer practicum, and photography practicum. Uh, you can find all the links to those specific calls uh, in the show notes. Uh, something a little bit meatier. There's a production automation assistant position open uh, for a 12-month mat leave coverage uh, with CTV Calgary. Um, your responsibilities will be reporting to uh, the manager, engineering and operations. It's multi-skilled. Um, you'll be responsible for things like uh, timing overall show and individual components, assist with constructing and maintaining cute computerized program presentation database, operating the switcher equipment, which I know Matt gets excited about, um, monitoring and controlling signals, um, chatting with the crew and anchor of uh, just any new developments or changes in the show. Lots of cool stuff um, running the studios uh, at CTV. So check that out in our show notes. And Six Degrees Calgary is hiring full-time produ producer and studio manager. Duties include production management, client management, budgeting, talent coordination, and all that good stuff. Great company, great bunch of people who work there. Uh, links in the show notes, and definitely get your application in if you're interested. For sure. So, recommendations. Um, do you have one? I do, yeah, yeah. You I do, want, too. You, I, mean, to go I always go first. You go first. All right, all right. I'm going to recommend a piece of software, and it's, uh, I guess, a web software called Synchronize. You can check it out at synchronize.com or just Google Synchronize, and it'll probably correct you because <laughs> that might be a little bit weird to spell. But it's an amazing uh, little app, especially if you're an independent filmmaker, um, where you can upload a, a script, and it will, to a certain degree, help you break down the script. It'll tell you how many characters you have. It'll tell you how many lines those characters have. It'll, you can you can get to the point where you can get into scheduling and really breaking down the script. And then from there, you can create day out of days and other important documents that you need to share with, with your cast and crew. Um, it's a pretty impressive, powerful uh, suite of tools for uh, any filmmaker who's looking to kind of get a little bit more... Um, uh, precise and 
um, proficient when it comes to the paperwork required for, sure. for a proper production. I think it's it's probably best for first ads, yeah, um, but also absolutely. great for producers. I'm I'm making a, an indie feature budget right now, and just know right. I need to know how many days each actor is going to be on set. Yeah, so I'm yeah, yeah, using yeah. Synchronize to tell me these things. Exactly. It takes a little bit of massaging after you import a script, because um, of course it's just a computer, so it misses things. Right. But uh, yeah, that's a great recommendation. Thank okay. you. Um, my recommendation um, is also about robots doing things for us. Um, and this gets a little heady, so bear with me here. Um, the recommendation itself is an article on medium.com called Want Your Children to Survive the Future? Send Them to Art School. Um, it's a little bit dramatic, but uh, really interesting stuff to think about, um, especially as artists and uh, content creators ourselves. I've seen this. I've seen. I've, I've heard that you look at the, the jobs that are going to be taken by robots for sure yeah 50 years or, or less yeah uh and the creative jobs are the ones that they can't really replicate it's true they're always the the safest jobs um and i think some robot in the future is listening to this podcast <laughs> and laughing at us for how stupid we are <laughs> sorry but, sorry ai master yeah sorry you're right about everything of course um what this article was was a much needed optimistic look um at our future there's mm -hmm. so much doom and gloom um robots are taking over whether we like it or not we've already got them doing our manufacturing they're vacuuming yeah. our homes yeah. um I now think amazon replaced uh, almost their entire workforce in with, the warehouses with, with robots little drones and now they're talking yeah. about drone delivery yeah, yeah um now that 3d printing and automation they're poised to personalize manufacturing and make retail staff obsolete now we've got renewable energy coming on our doorstep Scary. Um, and we're seeing a lot of it happening now that oil is dropping people are kind of starting to shift into renewables uh, mm -hmm. a little bit quicker than I think we thought they would. Even expertise about anything is something that we can learn by Googling it. So the, the concept of being an expert of something um, is kind of falling by the wayside. So this is interesting because knowledge um, itself isn't going to be as impressive in the future and hard skills uh, and the need to have them are about to go away as humanity puts itself out of a job yeah basically silicon yeah. valley is now calling for a universal basic income um because what do we do if there's no garbage absolutely, people or, or yeah. people working yeah. in factories anymore? i mean it's quite conceivable that like 80 to 90 percent of the population in 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 30 20 just won't have a job to do just, just won't yeah there just be won't be work yeah. for us so um, they're saying we're entering uh, our children or maybe our children's children. Who knows how quickly this will happen, but we're set to enter the first ever post work society. So in a society where we no longer need to have a job, right. what are we going to do with our time and where are right. we going to be spending our money on? Um, actually, it's odd. It's odd timing. I've been thinking a lot about this. I, a friend of mine named Mike Berg is, is not a futurist, but he likes to bring up these, these ethical questions, especially when it comes to the talk of the NDP bringing up, up minimum wage. Um, you know, he's, he's saying, well, that's just going to encourage companies to automate and he's not wrong. And that's, that's just inevitable regardless of, of minimum wage. But so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, it's a scary topic and mm -hmm. we, and we need to be able to face it. Yeah. But I think we're, I think we're well poised as filmmakers because I think one of the big answers to this, what what is your job going to be? Will be in creativity, right. in storytelling, and the arts. And this this article goes into a lot of that kind of stuff. Hmm. Uh, it talks about how Steve Jobs didn't make Apple because he could program a computer, right? It's about his creativity that right. made Apple right. what it is today. Sure. Um, and of course, they talk about um, a lot of other great um, entrepreneurs and innovators and uh, what that looks like. So definitely check out that article and start thinking about the future, um, because as an artist, it's funny that the the safe jobs that you could historically fall back on, like manufacturing or um, the safe jobs are becoming less safe. Yep. So uh, yep. interesting times and an interesting article. Definitely check that for out. For sure. Okay. All right, fam. Thanks for listening. 
Yeah. And uh, if we got anything wrong or we missed anything or you've got something shooting that we didn't talk about or there's a program coming up that you want us to uh, tell the Alberta filmmaking community about, let us know. Yeah. Lots of indie films happening uh, around the province. Uh, definitely give us uh, give us a heads up and we'll, we'd, ha- we'd be happy to share pictures and news from, from your sets and all that good stuff. So you can, uh, how can they do that, Matt? They can email us at hello at abfilmcast.ca as opposed to a Facebook message. Uh, and also reach us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's all abfilmcast. And of course, subscribe to us on uh, uh, on iTunes as well. And keep those sweet, sweet five-star ratings. Yes, on. yes. Those are more important than ever. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And, and go, go make, make something. something.